All right, so this is episode number 20 of The Space In Between, and I just got back from Costa Rica with a fr- with an amazing group. We were in, um, we were there for a yoga retreat. It was such a success. It was a fun group. <laughs> That's what I, I can think of is when I think of that group, it is fun. <laughs> and I got to stay there an extra couple of days because there was a pending snowstorm and thank goodness to JetBlue, they let me move my flight with free of charge. So I said, hey, why not? Um, So it was really extra special because I needed that time to decompress. I didn't um, always give myself the time, right? I kind of think, oh, I'm going to this exotic place and I'm doing what I love and that's good enough for me, right? But I don't actually give myself a lot of time, downtime um, because I, I think I'm so fortunate with what I do and where I get to go. Uh, but that's kind of what we're going to talk about today in our, in our talk here um, is about self-care. And um, before we get there, let's just talk a little bit about what is happening in Nomadland. So yeah, a sneak peek, guys, we are going to back to Belize. Uh, I get to teach, um, you're getting the inside scoop here. I'm getting to teach with Becca Roberts, who owns the studio Namastasis in Fishkill in the Hudson Valley. So we are going to Belize in November 17th through the 22nd. If you're interested, there's just a little bit of information on the website now, but I will have hopefully all of that up and you can register with early nomad specials by the end of this month. So stay tuned. Uh, And I'm also working on a number of other retreats that are coming up. Um, I will tell you soon when I have more information. But for now, um, what's happening in nomad land is at Movement 109, we're back at Bar, Body and Soul in New Windsor here in the Hudson Valley. That is this Thursday, March 14th, and then again, March 28th at 5.30. And I'm also working on a couple of dates in New York City. So if you're there in the city, I'm coming to you. And also kind of working on some other things there for Movement 109. And happening in April, um, our tribe training. So I've told you a little bit about it, and uh, you've heard, if you haven't already, go back and listen to Jessica's interview with her dad. I think that was earlier on. Uh, we talked about tribe. This We're bringing the tools to active duty military, right? So tribe, we teach resilience, increase balance and endurance. So we're bringing these tools of yoga to active military. So if you are a yoga teacher or you're involved already, you're active duty and you're in a place where you want to implement these tools, integrate them into the PT program, um, or other ways. We have lots of other ideas for you to implement them. Um, yeah, we're going to do a training, a weekend training, April 27th and 28th. It's up on the Nomad website under our event section, and we'll have even more information where you can sign up for that um, coming up very soon. But uh, you can see that the dates and the information of what we're going to be covering as well as how to sign up for it. Um, so yeah, go over to the Nomad website because we have lots of stuff going on for yoga teachers and non-yoga teachers for be a part of Nomad. Um, yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? 
Well, if you listened to the the podcast last week with Erica Forcell, she's an acupuncturist and a breath worker uh, practitioner here in the Hudson Valley, and I loved sitting down and talking with Erica. And kind of what kept coming up for us was this idea of how there's so many ways in, there's so many doors in to um, the space in between. <laughs> but no, but really this, this basically this practice of self-care, right? And how you could practice acupuncture, you could practice breath work, you can practice yoga, there's Movement 109, <laughs> but there's so many different ways to take care of yourself, right? The tools that we have are um, vast. And so I kind of wanted to talk today about that. Like, what could that look like for you? And, and first of all, why? Why is this necessary? And why it's necessary is because the state of world we, where we are in the Western world is that we're constantly under some sort of stress. Yeah. Um, we call this, when we're working in this system, in the nervous system, the fight or flight, this is our sympathetic nervous system. So this is a really necessary system for us, you know, especially back in the day when we were running and catching our dinner or we were running away as because we could be potential dinner, right? We needed this. We needed our um, fight or flight response. Um, and we still do to a certain extent, right? But what has happened in our modern world is that everything is a, is a threat, right? There's always fear right around the corner. So we're constantly working in this, even if it's just a low grade um, kind of function at the sympathetic nervous system. And so that causes a lot of stress, that causes a lot of dis-ease in the body, which can also lead to, you know, even more terminal um, illness, right? More terminal dis-ease. So what we need to do, these practices of self-care, help us stimulate or um, the parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest system. And this is where we really should be working on a daily basis, right? And then just when there are really truly moments of of threat is to go back into that sympathetic, right? But when we're in the sympathetic nervous system, certain parts of our systems shut down, like our digestive system, our reproductive system, to name a couple, right? Um, Our immune system, right? Everything is just, um, is turned off just so that we can fight or flight. And so that raises the stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. Uh, But when we turn on the parasympathetic, when we sit down into the parasympathetic nervous system, all of our systems can go back to regulating, right? To a homeostasis. So our digestion goes back to normal, our reproductive reproductive system goes back to normal Um, and you know a nice example of that is if you've ever heard of a woman trying to um, you know get pregnant and she just wasn't doing it she was doing everything she could possibly do in creating actually more stress for herself right but then you've maybe heard of like her going to acupuncture right going through a series of treatments of acupuncture and then all of a sudden she gets pregnant or that um, maybe she uh, adopted, right? And then all of a sudden she basically gets pregnant, right? These are two examples of how the body is stopped, is is moving away from that sympathetic, right? That high stress, right? She's causing even more anxiety and stress. Um, but when she 
it goes back down into the parasympathetic, then she's relaxed and she's able to reproduce, right? So that's just one little example of what the, the body is, is doing and, and reacting to in terms of being in the sympathetic and parasympathetic. So that's a really a huge reason why we need these, these tools of self-care, right? So I, I teach and I stress this a lot in our 300-hour teacher training and also in our 200-hour at West Point working with the cadets. You know, they're working already at such a high level of stress. It's really important for them to understand how they can build all these different tools, right, in their toolbox, and so kind of what I want to look at today is, you know, looking at what kind of tools and um, when are they necessary in, the, in this self-care toolbox. So, you know, we have our daily rituals, which could be really simply, um, you know, a morning practice of meditation or of yoga, um, asana practice. It could be really just mindfully sitting with a cup of tea, like I've said before, what I do in the morning. Um, so it doesn't have to be this huge, grand, um, you know, ritual. It could be little things throughout the day. You know, maybe it's a 10-minute meditation at lunchtime or before you go to bed at night. Um, maybe it's writing in your journal, right? So what are some of the daily rituals in your self-care toolbox do you have that can just remind you throughout the day to take a breath, right? Slow down, not work at that heightened state of stress. And then I think it's also really important to look at, you know, maybe more of the monthly maintenance, you know, that could be like going to get a massage or getting an acupuncture session or, you know, doing a workshop like a breathwork workshop or a restorative yoga workshop. Um, but something that you may, may not be something that you do every day or every week, but is a little extra special to kind of tune the body up, right? Tune the mind, the body, and the spirit back to this homeostasis, right? Back to um, working more, right? Choosing to work from this parasympathetic nervous system. And then I also think it's really important, and this is kind of where I was going with uh, the retreat, was, you know, the seasonal, or maybe it's, maybe it's annual, you know, but doing something pretty big to draw you outside of your daily life, right? To take you out of the norm and shift your perspective. Um, that's what I was, was commenting on before was, you know, I teach yoga and I go get to travel to really beautiful places, but for me, it's still work. Okay. I'm not like stressing out every moment working, working out, you know, I, I do love my job, but it's still stress. So it's really important, you know, not to just say, oh, okay, this is still, I'm in a beautiful place and I'm doing yoga, teaching yoga, right? I still need to take myself into this place of really rebooting myself, right? So having those couple of extra days for alone by myself really brought me back down into, into a really calm state, right? Being able to change our perspective, taking ourselves out of the norm, taking ourselves out of our work, right, the to-do lists, um, gives us time and space to really 
really reboot and, you know, open up space for new possibilities. And, you know, I've, I've shared that my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes from Elizabeth Gilbert is, you know, magic is really just simply making space for the next thing to happen. And I think when we are constantly going, going, going in our daily lives, even though we love what we do, um, there's not a lot of space, right? We're just checking things off of the to-do list. Even with the, even our daily rituals become to a certain extent something to check off. So taking ourselves out, maybe it is seasonally, maybe it is annually, but doing something out of the norm completely. It could be a weekend away. Um, it could be a week away, somewhere more exotic, but doing a little bit more um, to just simply hold, hold a little bit more space for you to breathe and to reconnect to mind, body, and spirit. And then there's another um, little section of the toolbox, right? So we have daily, we have monthly, uh, and then we have seasonally or, or annually, right? Uh, and then we have this other little section in the toolbox, and that's our emergency toolbox, right? That's like when shit is hitting the fan, right? And we're in those moments, we're highly triggered, and we can catch ourselves, right? So this might be realizing how stressed you are. Maybe there you just, you know, missed your flight and you're on your way to an interview <laughs> and you know you're not going to catch it or, um, you know, you're running late and you're stuck in traffic and there is a car accident right in front of you, right? Um, whatever those high, high stress situations are, right? And that can vary. Our emergencies look different for everybody in every moment. But those moments where we do consider it to be an emergency, right? What are those go-to tools that you can grab really quick? That might just be simply taking three conscious breaths in and out, right? Because when we can take just a little bit of time for those conscious breaths, things start to slow down, right? Our heart doesn't race as much. Our mind slows down with the heart, right? It all slows down with the breath. And that's one example of an emergency tool. I know some other people, you know, they have like a bracelet or something on them or nearby that can remind them of like a really beautiful time in their life. And just touching that, you know, that bracelet or that little trinket, um, right, calms them down, calms them back to that place of homeostasis of just realizing the bigger picture of things. So I think it's really important to have all of these little sections in your toolbox, right? You have your daily, your monthly, your seasonal or annual, and then this emergency toolbox. So I invite you today to sit down and take a few minutes for yourself and just write them down for yourself, even though you might go, oh yeah, I do that, right? Maybe you're driving in the car right now and you're labeling off in their, your head, oh yeah, I got this covered, Right, but take a little bit of time um, when you are somewhere where you can write it down and just consciously list out just maybe two or three things in each section. Right, um, 
so that you can come back to it and remind yourself if you lose your way at any time or or maybe you get to find new ways and that's what I want to invite you all to do is when you're done listening to this also share with them share with us uh, in the, the comment section on social media or if you're at the website you can write there too um, or wherever you're listening whatever platform you're listening sometimes there's comments there like SoundCloud um, but yeah, write, write, us a, write us and let us know because we, we want to know, but we also want to share them so that, hey, maybe you have a good idea <laughs> and we want to add that to our toolbox too, right? Because that's part of this whole sharing in this podcast of sharing people's stories is understanding, you know, what kind of helped them get through it and how could that possibly help you too. So Let's just build this community of, of sharing tools in our, our self-care toolbox. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit today was uh, when I was sitting in Costa Rica, I, the last day when I was by myself, there were a couple of other girls there who were traveling through. Um, and we were just getting to talk about, you know, what to do next with our lives. <laughs> And they were both really excited about lots of different possibilities, but almost to a point of stress. You know, one girl was saying how so she had so many passions and interests and talents, but she didn't know how to package it, you know, and, and make it um, a career or just make it a path in general. She just felt really super overwhelmed by like all of the possibilities. And the other girl too, she kind of felt like she was, blowing around in the wind and just really excited about that, but also kind of not quite focused on what was next in her life. She has lots of different business opportunities lining up, but she was kind of overwhelmed by all of the choices and which one to take next. And I definitely felt this before. I sort of am in this position as well right now. Um, you know, there's a lot on their horizon, a lot of really cool things. Um, but I was here also just, I think is probably last May when I got to present the TEDx, you know, I was prior to that, I was really super stressed. I was working all the time, um, leading teacher trainings, uh, just teaching at different studios, um, really, really kind of burnout. And then I got um, the invitation to present a TEDx. And that sparked something within me. It sparked, um, reignited the passion that I have for dancing. And it also sparked this love I have of stories, you know, telling them and sharing them and, and hearing them too. And so um, I didn't know. I was so overwhelmed. Like, okay, well, here I am. I'm working my ass off. Um, and now this TEDx thing kind of messed me up in that it reminded me of these two things that I really love to do. And I did not know how to fit that in, into my life at all. So what I did was I just did the next thing. I said, okay, well, what am I missing? Right? So I had been missing. What I realized was that spark was I was missing dance and I was missing this aspect of storytelling in my life. You know, um, so I realized, okay, this is what I'm missing and let me just do the next thing. So I just started dancing around in my apartment, moving around and I thought, hey, 
I need to share this with people. How can I share this with people? And I really just took my time with it. And I've shared a little bit about that with Movement 109 in that podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I just did the next thing. So I asked myself, what am I missing? Identified it. And then I just did it with no like huge, um, huge dreams around it. Because I think dreaming and imagination are really super important. But sometimes it gets you into that place of overwhelm, of stress, right? Of seeing that bigger picture and then all of the freaking details that you have to do between there and, you know, where you are now and there. And that's where we start to create our own anxiety, right? So instead of looking at that huge picture, if it creates overwhelm, is just say again, what am I missing? And then what's the next thing? What is the thing that I can do right now to provide that space, provide that that spark of joy? So again, what I did was I just started rolling around on the floor. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, I want to share this with people. So I just showed it to a teacher and then a mentor and a healer. And I said, is this anything? You know, and she said, yes, you need to share this. And then I just started to take one step at a time. I made space, like Elizabeth Gilbert says, just make space for the next thing to happen, for the magic to fill in. And then here I am almost a year later um, with Movement 109, right? This new special class workshop that that is building and evolving and and helping other people spark their own joy in their life. And then the other thing was the podcast, right? Um, I had wanting to share my story, wanting to hold a platform for other people to share their stories. And I didn't know what that looked like. But then I thought, oh, I like podcasts. I haven't quite heard anything like this before. So let's just do it, right? And so I just was able, it just came to me. This magic came to me. This person who I was literally on a hike up the mountain with blurted out to him that I wanted to do a podcast and he had the equipment. Um, and so he lent it to me <laughs> and I tried it out. I just said, okay, well, let's just see what happens here with a couple of people that I knew and loved and felt safe with. We did it. And then it was a thing, right? And now here we are, episode 20 of the space in between. So if you also are feeling that a little bit on the overwhelm, right? Feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so much I want to do, or I don't know what I want to do. Well, think about what sparks joy within you. And then ask yourself, how is it missing in my life? And then just simply do the next thing, right? Don't worry about it being this huge grand picture. Just do the next thing that wants to happen, right? And then continue using your self-care toolbox, right? Because the more you can tap into that, more you can go to your daily rituals and then take care of your body, take care of your mind, your body, spirit, right? On a monthly, a seasonal, an annual basis, right? That's going to create more and more space and you'll just start to see all these little synchronicities and connections and magic happening, um, I promise you, I promise you. So I, that's all I have for today. I think that's a lot. <laughs> a lot in 20 minutes. Um, yeah, so try that. Try, list tonight 
or wherever you have an opportunity, write down, again, what's in your self-care toolbox. What can you do on a daily basis? It doesn't have to be a huge list of the daily, your monthly, your seasonal, or annual. And then your emergency toolbox, those really quick tools that you can just grab in case of you're in that high state of, of stress and anxiety. Right? And then ask yourself, again, if you're feeling kind of stuck um, what is it that sparks joy within you? And, you know, are you missing it, right? What, are, what is it that you're missing from it? And just take the next step. Just add it back into your life in some way. Maybe that'll be your part of your daily ritual, right? Maybe it'll be part of your monthly ritual of your self-care toolbox. So, um, that's all I have. Again, uh, let us know what these things are. Let us know about your journey. Let us know about what you're doing to, you know, spark that joy and, and keep going with this, the path of self-care. Again, you can write that in our show notes in terms of, I mean, not show notes, but on our website and social media. Um, let us know so we can all share these self-care tools and um, yeah, and if you haven't already signed up for our mailing list, go over to the Nomad website and sign up for it so that you can get our weekly, you know, uh, updates on our, our podcast when we release them and our retreats that are coming up and our other teacher trainings and all the other awesome things that we're doing in Nomadland. Uh, we want to keep you up to date with that. Uh, and then, you know, when you sign up, if you're not already on the mailing list, I just recorded three demo videos of Movement 109. So if you've been kind of wondering, like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah, go sign up for our mailing list and check it out. There's just short, just little short um, demo videos of the floor work that I teach in Movement 109. So you can get a little taste of that. Um, yeah, and I would like to know how you're all doing. So let us know and... Um, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.